This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl from Unleashed. I'm glad you're tuning in today. I have a wonderful guest, Jennifer Bashford from PetsTogether.org. And she's going to tell us all about that. So hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Cheryl. How are you? I'm wonderful. So I want to hear all about this because I think it's such a terrific thing. And, you know, with what's going on in the world today with the pandemic and people being housebound and the ones who aren't lucky enough to have adopted a pet, you have an organization that could bring the pet right into their home. They don't have to walk them. They don't have to change the litter and they don't have to pay for food. That is correct. That is correct. What we do is we provide virtual pet visits to people who are in isolation or are in otherwise don't have pets of their own. So we started with the pandemic visiting uh, long-term care facilities, nursing homes, hospitals, other places like that. But as the pandemic has, those places have started to open up a little bit, we are expanding and visiting other people who are, for whatever reason, unable to leave their house and are in need of some animal companionship. Right. And you have dogs, cats, horses, goats, and cows, because we know now (laughs) we've learned that goats and cows have just become like pets. They're like such loving animals. And don't forget chickens. We have a fair amount of of chickens. Oh, and chickens too. I have lots of videos where chickens jump right into their owners. It's been a lot of fun. One of the benefits of doing this virtually, all of our meetings are held via Zoom or, or Google Meets, is that animals who normally wouldn't be allowed into, say, a nursing home like a chicken, could visit with residents via these chat software. So people who live maybe out on a farm and have goats or chickens or donkeys, they can chat with these nursing home residents that may be on the other side of the country and show them their farm animals. So it's been a lot of fun and people have been able to share some really unusual animals. That is just terrific. I did go onto the site and I saw somebody petting their dog. The dog was on his back and, and, you know, because animals just bring us so much joy and they're so good for people who are isolated and even people who aren't. I mean, our own pets. I've never lived a day in my life without a pet. I started off with dogs. And uh, as I grew older, of course, cats were a lot easier, especially when you start out in apartments. But I'm going to be going back to dogs. I'm kind of tired of the litter. And it's much nicer to take a walk. I might have both, but right now um, my eyes are set on a dog. So how does one go about this? Does the, uh, I mean, they have to have, I guess, if you're talking about a facility, a nice big TV or somebody's TV in their private room. No, actually, that's another thing that's a a great benefit is that because we use Zoom, you can get Zoom on your cell phone, on an iPad, or on a TV. So we have had residents that will watch on just a cell phone or on an iPad. So you can do all sorts of different things. You don't have to have have any kind of fancy technology. And you can have a lot of uh, nursing homes where the residents weren't allowed to leave their rooms at the beginning of the pandemic. They had residents... They would have you know, 10 different residents in their rooms, all talking uh, to our volunteers who might be all over the country. So it's been a great way to bring people together without requiring a lot of technology or, or a lot of 
staff. So if somebody had a farm or a ranch, uh -huh. somebody from Washington could be tuning in, somebody from Florida, somebody from New York, and they would be together all Zooming it together. Absolutely. Absolutely. On every call, we have six volunteers and a facilitator. <laughs> and they meet with whoever the resident or the individual is that's receiving the visit. And so all of those people could be in totally different locations around the country with all different animals. So it's really fun to have everyone chatting together. And it's fun for all the different volunteers too, because they get to meet each other and get to know each other's animals. Just today, right. we had a, a birthday party for one of our volunteers' animals. Her golden retriever turned five. And so all of the different volunteers dressed up uh, in birthday costumes and celebrated another volunteer's birthday present and everyone saying happy birthday, including the residents of the nursing home. I think it's a terrific thing. So it was a lot of fun. It could even be used in shelters for people. I mean, I can't go to a shelter. I just don't have, I would walk out with more than one, more than two. I, you know, <laughs> but that would be even a good way for, you know, some of the well-behaved dogs or the dogs that when they go out into the yard, if somebody wanted to think about a pet, yeah. You know, that could be very helpful to shelters because, you know, we know what goes on there and sometimes all the barking and, you know, a lot of the dogs are scared so they wouldn't necessarily warm up to somebody. I've seen videos. There's a place in uh, England. They bring the people in who are looking for a pet and then they bring them in a beautiful manicured yard and they let the uh, animal go. And, you know, they hope that the animal goes right up to the people, which usually because that's what we're seeing. And it works out fine. I mean, that could be a thought for you also. Well, we're looking, like I said, we started because of the pandemic, but there are a lot of people who are still isolated in their homes for reasons that don't have anything to do with the pandemic. And we know, you know, you seniors, for example, who may not be able to have a dog of their own, but have always had dogs their entire life. We know how important animals are. So we'd love to be able to continue to bring this program to people well after the pandemic has ended uh, because pets are just so important to people. They bring such a sense of community and such a sense of well-being to people. So there's a lot of different ways that this program can, can help people and can help the pets. Yes, yes, it, it certainly. Because I think in a lot of senior centers, they are allowing, if not your own dog, they are allowing at least a dog, one dog for the facility that goes and greets the people but I think it's wonderful. I mean, especially people who are very ill that, you know, are in a facility and they're not. And I could see it even with some of the children's hospitals if they can't bring a pet in. Mm -hmm. We are working uh, with some children programs. We've done some camps, some day camps with children with special needs. We've got some summer camps lined up for kids that do reading programs because a lot of times it's easier for kids to read to pets than it is for them to read out loud to, you know, their grown, their adults or in their lives. It's right, the right. pets won't, you know, won't look at them funny if they mispronounce a word. So we've got some reading camps lined up and we've got all sorts of fun things that just pets make everything easier. So that's really our goal. How did you come up with this? Why don't you tell our listeners, you have a very interesting background. I actually had a look up gerontology. <laughs> yep. Yep. My background is in gerontology, which is in senior services. A geriatrician does medicine and a gerontologist does more of social services. So I've worked in uh, assisted living facilities and nursing homes. That's what my graduate education is in, is in how, and I focus primarily on how, how we can help seniors in our country make connections. So this program, when, uh, when it began, it was really a great fit for me because I've worked in animal rescue also for 
decades. <laughs> so this is really a great combination of my two backgrounds, nonprofit management and gerontology and animal rescue. And it all comes together great. Like I said, when we first started this program, we thought it was just going to be for the pandemic for a couple of months. But as we worked with it, we realized that it has so much to offer. And it's such a great way to be able to bring people who normally wouldn't have access to be able to see certain types of pets. It's a great way to connect people to see chickens, to see goats, to see bearded lizards, and, and to get people talking and communicating. And it's a real power. I think it's a wonderful concept. So yeah, so we're, we're excited. Even if you're an agile senior, say, mm -hmm. and you live in the city or wherever, walking an animal and caring for an animal could be quite tedious and maybe you're really not up to it. You know, I always like big dogs, but I would not get a very big dog again. I mean, you know, who am I kidding? But for a senior or people who even live in apartments that can't have a pet, absolutely, this would be a good way to enjoy it. And especially if you, I'm sure with some of your clients, they may be like one dog better than, you know, that they've, maybe they come back and forth and say, I want this dog again. And they begin to have a relationship with the animal. You're so right. We have some people that really want to, that will make special requests that say that they really want to see, for example, golden retrievers, because they may have grown up with golden retrievers and they love seeing them because it reminds them of their, of their past dogs. They're real sweethearts. They really are. I think it's great. Now, how does one go about this? Like say, I wanted to do this. What do I do? I call up or I log. Is this all online? Online. It's super easy to do. You, If you go to our website, petstogether.org, there's a place where you can request to book a visit, to book a pet visit. And you just sign up for, we do visits every day, all day. They're about a half an hour long. And you can just sign up to have, um, to have the pets visit with you. If you know someone who might be struggling a little bit with their mental health, or they might need a little cheering up, it's a great way to, to do that. They just have to have access to the internet. And then if you're interested in volunteering, there's a link on the website too, where you can uh, apply to be a volunteer. And then of course, if you're also, if you want to learn more, if you're interested in donating to us, there's a link on that as well. We have all sorts of information on our website. And what is the link to donate? If you go to our website, petstogether.org, there is a button on the homepage that says donate. You can go right there. So we are entirely donation funded. We're a nonprofit. So every little bit helps us continue to run, you know, pay for the Zoom account and continue running our programs because we really want to keep this going and reach as many people as we can because loneliness is a real, you know, loneliness is, is a real health issue. And if we can do our little part to bring a little bit of joy to people through some of these goofy animals. I think it's really a wonderful thing. I also have an Unleash page on Facebook and I'll certainly add you to this. Let's take a break and we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There's no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet 
Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We're back and we're talking to Jennifer Bashford and she came up with a wonderful concept and we've just been kicking around all the different ways that she's helping people, especially with mental health. Because of this pandemic, there's been so many people that have been isolated. It's horrendous. I mean, so if this could help even one or two people who are listening to this, who know somebody, definitely PetsTogether.org. And um, if you have the internet, which you need, I mean, I don't know many people who don't have the internet. That's all it takes. You don't need anything special, no fancy software or anything, just the, uh, just the internet. And we'll be happy to do a visit with 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 anybody. We uh, we love meeting new people and bringing our pets to uh, to visit with with new people. It's a lot of fun. We have some high school students that have been volunteering with us. Wonderful. Yeah, because it's fun. They've had a hard time being stuck at home, and so it's a great way to kind of bring intergenerational, bring these kids together with some of these seniors. So that's another fun thing. So now you know, if you want to volunteer, of course you use your own pet, correct? Yep. And but your pet does not have to be any kind of special trained therapy dog because they're not actually going into the facility. It can be some dogs do really fun things like learn to play the piano or dress up or do dance routines. And other dogs are just dogs who sit on the sofa. And we like to hear about, you know, what's the naughtiest thing they ever did? What does their fur feel like? All dogs, all animals are welcome. It's just fun to learn about all sorts of pets. Yeah, and I would imagine even with horses, if somebody were to take their horse on a on a ride, oh, that'd be yeah, that'd be great. Like I said, we've had everything from guinea pigs to bearded lizards to the chickens are always a big hit because they're that's it's unusual. I mean, it's fun to get out of your own house. We've all been stuck at home, and it's fun to get a window into other people's lives and learn about what other people are doing. And you know, with the farm, they always have so many animals. They oh, yeah. and they all get along. I mean, the pigs and the cows and the goats. <laughs> you know, if we don't have uh, the Kentucky Derby this year, or if we do and nobody goes, maybe you could hook the camera on one of the riders. That would be a thrill. That would be fun to have some celebrity pet hosts. That would be a lot of fun to hear some celebrity pets, some celebrity uh, hosts. Yeah. Any celebrities listening? Call her. <laughs> Let us know. We'd love to have you host some of our pet visits. That would be it would be fun to see because the dogs don't know that they're celebrities. So that would be fun to see what their normal life is like. I wanted to ask, how do the animals, if the people are able to see the animals, yeah. you know, a lot of dogs watch TV because they get involved with seeing maybe an animal. I saw a video when Law and Order goes on, this one dog goes <laughs> crazy and starts to howl for the music. Oh, funny. You know, somebody has a big TV and they're looking at it on a big TV. Mm-hmm. Do any of the animals show any type of... Oh. You'd be surprised. Some of them, I have five dogs myself and one of my dogs is blind, but he loves the sound of people's voices. And whenever I get on the call, he climbs on my shoulders like a little bird and sticks his head right next to mine to stare at the screen, even though he can't see it, but he can hear people's voices and he loves it. He sits right there the whole time. Other dogs, they just like to watch the TV. Other people have rigged up really funny contraptions on the backs of their 
laptops with hot dogs and stuff and tennis balls to get the dogs to stare at the screen. <laughs> we'll have all sorts of tricks and tips to get the dogs to stare at the, the camera. And some of them just do it automatically. They know they're being a star for that little time period. You know, there's a couple of those doggy day camps that have come popped up. Mm-hmm. That would be a fun place to do it also. People could just watch the dog. They all jump in the pool. It's like a sarasol. That's true. We could see about partnering with some kind of doggy daycare to see if they'd be interested in showing us their uh, their dogs running around. That might be a fun thing to do. Like I said, this started with the pandemic, but everyone loves a little bit of, it's a little bit of cheer. And there's a lot of people who, you know, if you're recovering from surgery or something like that, or people who are, for example, my mother has Alzheimer's and so she doesn't get out of the house very much. And we've done some calls with her and she loves to just get a little bit of a little bit of outside people coming into her house virtually and saying hello to her. So that's another group that is really a nice it's a nice little treat just a, some social activity. I can see this thing going forever. I would love it if it did. So it we like I said if if anyone's interested we are here we're looking to grow and expand and and help as many people as we can. So it's every day or Monday through Friday cuz you need days off. It's currently Monday through Friday, and we do visits all day long. Every hour on the hour, we have visits. We've been looking at Saturdays and Sundays. That just depends on on demand. I'd love to be able to offer Saturdays and Sundays at some point. So stay tuned. If we if we keep growing, that would definitely become an option. And you say you have five dogs. What type of dogs are they? <laughs> They're all mutts. We have. Uh, I. I I worked in animal rescue for years and have collected a dachshund chihuahua. I have a, a pit bull. I have an epileptic little terrier. I've got a tiny little min pen. We've, we've just got a, a little, a, a house full of, of poorly behaved mutts who would never be allowed into any nursing home as actual therapy dogs. So <laughs> I'm in awe of some of the therapy dogs that are on our call. I did a show on one. It was such a wild dog and it started to take walks with a with the owner's friend who had a dog that was um, a comfort dog and he calmed down or she calmed down. But they go through rigorous training. I mean, dropping things and oh yeah, they have to be like statues because they're now allowing them into, you know, chemotherapy suites. I have had a therapy dog before and I've done that sort of training and I've seen what an amazing how amazing it is to have these dogs come into places. It makes such a difference. They can't be in there all the time. And so that was another reason I thought this would be a great alternative to that, where we could really provide more of that. Definitely, even people that are getting dialysis because they sit there for hours and it's torture. Um, Kids that are receiving chemo, I just how, I mean, giving them something to look at and be entertained by. It's another group that we'd love to to continue reaching out to. So there's just so many people that I think animals can help. Animals are such a gift to us and they bring us so much joy. So if we can continue to share that. When I was growing up, you know, we had our dogs and we love them. But today with pets, I mean, the industry alone with pet products and dogs and cats and people calling them my baby and the this and the that, <laughs> they're really part of the family, no doubt. They definitely are. I know that ours are. Ours are spoiled rotten. <laughs> and I yeah. think so many pets now, having been home at all the entire pandemic, are just just spoiled spoiled to pieces. So I don't think my dogs are I'm left. hoping that they're eventually their owners go back to work because, you know, you've seen the uh, graphic. The dog runs away because he went on like 15 walks. 
and he's done. <laughs> he just wants to relax. When we leave, we know they sleep all day. Either they sleep or they trash the place. We've all put on weight during the pandemic. Our dogs have all lost weight from all of their walks. So. <laughs> right, right, right. I think it's a wonderful idea. And I hope that, you know, our listeners help out because it helps people. And, you know, we are all one and we need to help each other because with this pandemic, the depression has risen. I mean, with suicides and people just even being mean to each other when you have an animal it's just pure love it's hard to be mean to somebody when you've got an, an animal in your lap i believe that so you know so anything i can help with i certainly will i greatly appreciate it if you know anyone who would be interested in a visit definitely uh like i said you can go right to our website www.petstogether.org and book a visit or uh, apply to volunteer or make a donation like i said every little bit helps us so well, I want to thank Jennifer Bashford for joining us today. And I want to thank my listeners for stopping in. Once again, it's PetsTogether.org. And one thing that I want to let you people all know, it's free. It's free to have a pet come in your house. Not only don't you have to pay for it, you don't have to pick up after them. You don't have to walk them, <laughs> but you get to enjoy them. So keep that in mind. And once again, they are looking for volunteers. If you have an interesting animal that does tricks or doesn't do anything, contact PetsTogether.org. Once again, I want to thank my producer, Mark, and my listeners, and remember to live life unleashed. Thank you, everybody. See you next time. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.